You are listening to Lady Talk Radio. I'm your host and friend, Stacey Ray. Each week right here, you and I are going to have those much needed, honest conversations about your creativity, your work, your womanhood, your ambition, and so much more. Really, if I'm honest, nothing is off the table here. So pull up a chair and let's talk. I believe ambition is not a dirty word. This is about self-mastery. I decided today I wanted to take the power back. back. Remain in love with life, knowing that despite challenges, there are always solutions. What would happen if we were all brave enough to believe in our own ability? What I know for sure is that speaking your truth is the most powerful tool we all have. Well, I'm hyperventilating a little bit. If I fall over, pick me up because I've got some things to say. This is about, this is about self, self mastery. mastery. I'm enough, and I'm worthy of love and belonging and joy. Let us work at it together, starting now. Hey love, welcome back to the show. Today is a very special episode. I have honestly been looking forward to this one. This felt extremely important for us to do. And when I first decided that the motherhood series was going to be a thing, I I really sat with it. I was like, I can't I can't talk about motherhood and not talk about infertility because do not fool yourself. There are tons of women in the world who really are mothers, but don't have a child and have experienced motherhood sometimes for moments, days, weeks, and then not had a child at the end of that. So uh, I really wanted to give a voice to this. This is something that I haven't talked about a lot publicly, but I personally have been on a journey of infertility and really had no real concept of this because when we're not experiencing something, it's sometimes just, you know, it's in the shadows. We don't necessarily know what that might feel like, but I think going through this experience myself and kind of being surprised by it in my thirties, honestly, and just, there's a kind of a, a moment that I think occurs for women in this conversation where we go from this place of sort of just thinking, oh, it's taking longer for us to get pregnant or whatever to actually going into a place of realizing, oh, wow, I'm actually dealing with infertility. So there's three of us on this episode. I saw this as being more of like a round table discussion. Uh, Dallas and Aaron are who I'm joined by today. We have never actually met or talked before. So this is really cool. That the three of us get to sit down and just share our experiences and just talk about this because I know when I really started to understand a little bit more about this experience for myself, I realized that I had equal parts of wanting to reach out and talk to people about it. And another part of me that was like, damn, I do not even want to think about this. And it's such a sensitive topic. It is such an extremely challenging journey for many people. Um, I don't know if you've dug into this much, if this is, if you're listening to this episode sort of for your own journey and just to really feel that sense of not being alone in your own experience, or if you're someone who has not experienced infertility, which this conversation I really feel is for everyone because the statistics are huge of how many people are really going through this whole journey of infertility. Uh, and it, the, the statistics are a little all over the place. I tried to find a really concrete one, but it sounds like it's about one in five couples currently just in the United States, 6.7 million people, uh, who are going through this. I always find it weird finding stats like this. Cause like, yeah, you never really know how accurate they are, but I can tell you this, 
there are a lot more people than you might think. And uh, if you really haven't gone on this journey yourself, but you want to know how to support these people in your community more, because this impacts men and women equally. And I think it's so important that we understand how to communicate and how to support these people, because this can be an extremely challenging journey for people. So let's get into this conversation. We have some good laughs along the way, too. It's not all serious talk, you know, and I'm just really excited for you to meet these two amazing women. So let's get into it. I'm so I actually have been excited about this conversation for probably about a week. I've been thinking about it, excited to meet both of you. And it just really was something that felt so alive in me to have this conversation because I don't know about you on your own journey, but when I started going through infertility, I had no idea where to look. There was the Facebook groups, there was the things, but I felt like I was kind of going through it alone. And so I'm really excited to have this conversation with both of you and just share, you know, for the listeners who are either going through this journey themselves or just want to understand more of what people experience in infertility, this conversation is going to definitely be for, I think, everyone, you know? So I'd love to have you both introduce yourselves. Uh, Whoever wants to go first, just dive right in (laughs) and just tell us like a little bit about who you are and, and like where you're at currently. Um, I am Erin, and I'm currently in a Jeep. <laughs> um, I, I'm from, uh, I live on Vancouver Island, and um, I am, I've got an amazing husband. We've been together 10 years, um, got married last summer, and we've been trying for about eight years to conceive. Uh, a lot of those years were natural 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 and then we stepped into not so natural and now we're in the middle of IVF um our second round and I'll say I'll I'll uh, give you the floor now Dallas or I'll just talk for the full hour <laughs> about the last year. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's hard not to the journey it's like where do you yeah. begin right yeah how do you yeah I'm married as well great husband yeah. Um, I always wanted to be a mom, whether I did it single mom by choice, I just mm-hmm. lucked out and met a great partner. Mm-hmm. So we got married and just did the, yeah, try natural. It's meant to be, it's meant to be. And then it was about six months where I was kind of like, uh, mm-hmm. what's this? And I'm a hairdresser by, um, my career. So I've heard like the whole gambit of getting pregnant first try accidental on birth control to, yeah. Uh, 10, 15 years of trying and everything in between. So I kind of knew what I was looking for, but I slowed into it, but definitely did. Yeah. A year of fertility meds, um, IUIs, IVF, miscarriage, like mm-hmm. I did everything. And uh, I'm on the side of the journey where I actually have one year old twins, one boy, one girl. So Woo! I'm kind of standing Yay. on the other side and I now like to help people to be like, it, I am very type A, so I've kind of narrowed, like, I've got it down to like, this is what you, these are the questions you can ask. This is, you know, make sure you have a boundary here and this can happen with some bulldozing. So I've definitely been trying to like help people that are standing there like frozen. Yeah. Like you were. Yeah. yeah. Like I was, cause I was just like, yeah. at what point do you say I have a problem? Yeah. Cause that's where it starts. Like, oh, it'll happen naturally. Like you're only 35 and you're like, well, yeah, but if I wait another year, then I'll be 36. And then if I want two kids, then it's going to be 38. Yeah. And then like those big numbers just start falling on you. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crucial. It's so crucial having support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Support. And I think for me, 
I didn't even really kind of like what you were saying. I didn't really totally acknowledge that there was a problem for a while. I kind of was like in a bit of denial. I was like going to these fertility clinics. And I think the thing for me that started to sink in was when I started to see the same women every single month. So every time I'd go, I'd see the same people and I was starting to kind of sink in where I was like, oh yeah, Yeah. we're really on this journey, you know? And I'm curious what that was like for you as you started to really realize like, Mm -hmm. and kind of educate yourself. Cause for me, I actually had no idea the real bigness of the fertility space. I had no idea how huge it was. So I have a lot more empathy now, of course, but I think it was really important for me to kind of understand it better. And now I feel really passionate about people understanding it because there was a lot of like sort of comments or things yeah. that people would say where I was like, ooh, that's hard. It's so hard too, because like everyone's, everyone's, um, different. Like you, yeah. you don't, you could say something that you think you're being supportive and it's just the worst thing you could say, like, oh, you should consider yourself lucky that you can't have kids. Mm-hmm. Like from someone saying that it's like because they just that's they never wanted kids it was an accident they got thrown into that Mm -hmm. lifestyle for for them they're sharing their perspective but for you you're like i'm literally jabbing myself with needles at a child's birthday party to get one of these yes well you saw well that's just it right or I had to do tons of social media cleanses just because like I'm in the age group of like boom announcement and boom, someone took your baby name that you've had for five years (laughs) planned out, you know, and just so many like landmines. So it's like, you have to set your own boundaries be like, okay, it's not my, it's not their problem that they're having a baby. It's my problem. So I need to like turn off the social media and yeah, but I definitely did turn to social media for support. I always say that like the infertility community is the best community that you don't want to be a part of. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. it's the yeah. best, so but you true. don't want to be there. But I, I, um there's it's so bizarre too. I just want to say because you have these like so strong relationships. Like beyond just like meeting a, a friend where you're like you and I would click. Amazing. It's like it's that, but then this like extra, mm-hmm. like, I want to like scratch your back and like braid your hair. Cause like, I know what you're feeling yeah. and you're so compassionate and like you just, your heart is so attached to them instantly. Cause you're like, I know the sadness yeah. that you're in. And then when they cross over, totally. it's like this, Ooh, sting that you're like, you're so happy for yeah. them, but you're obviously sad for yourself. I don't know about you gals, but that's how I feel every time, right? You're rooting and you're rooting and you're rooting. And then yeah. it's like, it worked. And you're like, yeah, it gave me hope. But you're like, oh, but I'm still here. So it's, it's such a... Yeah. I think it's it's hard balancing the, like, I'm so happy for you. Like my sister, she had her fourth when wow. I was trying to still have my first. And so, like, I remember standing in my front hall, like, holding tears in because she didn't want to tell mm-hmm. me. And I'm like, that sucks. Like, I want you to want to tell yeah. me then be excited. Like, like your, my nieces and nephews are my yeah. like heart and souls, yeah. but I understand her being like, this is going to suck. Yeah. yeah. Right. Cause you want to be like, Oh my God. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm so excited. And then, yeah, she leaves and you're like, yeah. 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 I still remember the first pregnancy announcement that I saw on social media when I, 
first started to really, I think, realize and like really start to sink into this experience of, okay, there's actually something going on here. And I remember just seeing this pregnancy announcement and I was like gutted. I just started to mm-hmm. bawl. And again, like, yeah, I wanted to be happy for them. I wanted to to be like, oh my God, yay. And then it was like the next pregnancy announcement and the next one and the next one. And each time I just became a little bit more sort of like, ugh, you know, yeah. so I feel you on the social media cleansing, you know, piece mm-hmm. and yeah. it's a tricky one. It is. And I think I was reading some statistics like, it, it sounds like it's, I thought it was actually one in three, but some of the statistics I was saying or seeing were like one in eight couples. Yeah. Um, and it, in the, like one in four, one in eight. Say that again? Yeah. One in four, one in eight. Yeah. It depends on the stat, but it's yeah. a lot. It's, a, it's surprisingly a lot. And I find that when I was open about it, it was like amazing how many more people were open to yeah. me about it. So it's like, you see these people on social media and you're like, oh, they're doing all this traveling and they're loving life. And then they're like, oh my God, like, I can't believe you did it. Like, how did, like, how was IVF? Was it worth it? Like, it's so much money. Like, how did you budget it? And it's kind of like, I, like, I would never have guessed you were struggling with this. Like, you look right. so happy, but it's really important to be like, yes, it's the highlight reel. It's, yeah, it is. And I, like, I remember too, having that moment of like, I think I have a problem. Mm-hmm. and I'm a problem solver. So I went right into research mode and I went right into um, my doctor and I kind of advocated for myself. And I was like, I know I'm from Calgary, Alberta. So um, the regional fertility clinic here is busy. It is, I don't know about Vancouver, but it's yeah. like, you know, oh, it can be like packed. a six month wait. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, get me on that list. <laughs> like I, I knew, I knew it'd be a wait list. So I was like, I just put me on now. So then by a year and a bit, I was in the clinic and running tests and stuff. And I think that's when it kind of became real to me when it was like, I got to the clinic, they assigned me a doctor and it was like, okay, you're going to like, we're going to do the HSG. We're going to do the hormones. We're going to test your husband. And yeah. it's just like, you go home with the papers and you're just like, holy like, holy crap. Cause you're just another number to them. Yeah. Fun fact. So, and this is something that I found so interesting. They give you a number at the fertility clinic right. and you use that for every, like pick up your meds, everything. And I could never remember my number. Yeah. Five, five, five. And then four, the, nine, seven, three, you're like, <laughs> right. So the <laughs> pharmacist was like, well, all you have to remember is that I, no, I'm not going to say my real number, but we'll say, I think it was like two, seven, four, five dash 18. And so she was like, you were the 2700th and whatever person uh, to come in in 2018. Oh my God. Whoa. And I got in there, I was assigned a doctor in, I think it was like May. Yeah. So by like May, there was 2000 people. I believe it. And then they reset it to 0001, 2020. Like that's wild. Yeah, that is, I was, that was probably <laughs> one of the single-handedly most shocking things for me on my journey was realizing how many people were struggling with this. It was, I couldn't even believe it. Yeah. And like you said, people that I kind of had this perception of like, oh, you're totally like, you've got this, you're all good, you're loving life or whatever. And then to hear, oh, actually I've been trying to get pregnant for years and it's been really challenging. Yeah. It really made me kind of go, wow, how come this was right under my nose and I didn't really know about it. And I guess that, mm-hmm. that kind of feeds into what I wanted to ask you both too, is like, what do you wish people knew about infertility? I think the more like our conversations like this come up and the nowadays with um, 
with social media and just, you know, phones and advertising and marketing and things being in our face and people being a little bit more authentic. Um, and well, sometimes they're not online, but, um, you're starting to see more people talk about it, which I think for me, like my first instinct to answer, to answer that question was just that they would even know about it because I feel like, Mm. you know, if you go back to like maybe our parents' generation, this was never talked about. Like my grandmother couldn't conceive for 10 years and she probably told like this many people, right? Um, It just wasn't Mm. something you talked about, whether it was because people didn't want to hear about your sex life or they didn't want to hear your struggles or whatnot. Um, And then, you know, now fast forward to this day and age, um, it's a fully loaded answer, but um, yeah, I just, uh, I think that even if you're not dealing with infertility yourself, um, that I just highly would encourage people to just like spend, like, you don't even have to spend that. Like, I mean, there's a lot to it, but you know, some people are like, well, I don't know. Like, you know, you say the word embryo to people and they're like, huh? Like, I never knew what that was before. And I'm not saying you need to know what IVF is and you need to know what IUIs are, but just just knowing that not everyone can have a child by having sex, I think is like pretty important. Yeah. Right. Um, it's, it's just so painful. Yeah. Like if you, if you do know someone, maybe you don't even, you don't have to research it and you don't need to know what exactly their problem is, but just know that it's, this has been the hardest journey of my life. Hands down. It's mm-hmm. tested me oh, like yeah. right now I'm like oh, having yeah. a hot flash because I'm on all these drugs and I'm like, oh, oh, the it's off. I like my pits. I'm like, Oh, and I'm like just trying to hold her together and I'm so like level-headed and a happy-go-lucky person day to day, but it's just pulled me and taken me through the ringer for this last eight years on and off. And mm. yeah, it's, it's a very hard challenge um, dealing with it, but yeah, just letting people know that not only is it physically exhausting, it's like mentally, emotionally, your relationship suffers, mm-hmm. your, your friendships suffer, your, your connections. And I just want to say quickly before I go on for too long but like you said Stacy you know the first time you've seen that pregnancy announcement how much it hurt like something that is the most beautiful thing on this planet to me is a baby being born the smell like welcoming a little baby and that mm-hmm. was my heart and soul I went into working with children to you know um working in school systems like I always loved kids and I went from like loving that like oh my god you're having a baby like genuinely like I would see a pregnant woman this yeah. is way before I even tried and I'd be like oh, like I just get creepy like I'd be like oh my god <laughs> and then and then it, it shifts and then it's literally like the most painful yeah. thing the most beautiful thing is the most painful yeah. thing to see and so yeah just knowing how it mm-hmm. just it's just so hard yeah, yeah. I know it's a fully loaded answer but yeah no, no it's it, I totally agree it's one of those things like I you just kind of wish that people knew it was a thing mm-hmm. like I think that's why these conversations are yeah. important and um for me it would be like if you are going through it um be I, I personally like find yeah. your safe space like whether it's your partner your sister your brother a stranger on the internet who's going through the same thing like if you don't have um, a partner in this storm, you will be swept away. I've mm-hmm. seen it break up couples. I've seen yeah. it break like torture families. I've seen it like it, it, I mean, I don't know about the other fertility clinics, but the regional one, uh, in Calgary here, they have a, they're a psychologist who's there to, oh, wow. um, help you through oh. your journey. 
And we went to her and I kind of like, cause I'm big on therapy. So I was like, okay, here's my concerns. You know, I know what's going to, it's going to test me. And I know it's going to like steer me. I have anxiety and OCD. So I yeah. was like, yeah, yeah, let's get, get let's the go help at this before way. you need it. <laughs> Not <Yeah>. to start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it did, it really helped me. And I found like on our, I was very open, like I'm a very open person. So my whole family, my friends, my clients, everyone knew like if I was doing like, I, well, like you said, the hot flashes, I'd be doing a client and just be like pouring sweat <laughs> yeah. from the Clomid and the Letrozole, yeah. like yeah. pouring. Yeah. And so I'd have to be like, I'm not panicking yeah. about what's going yeah. on on your hair. I'm like, yeah. it's a medication I'm on. Yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not um, <laughs> So like, <laughs> yeah, it's me. not you. So I'd have to, you know, like leave parties to like air yeah. out the door, side. And the door is open. Like I find if you... Right, yeah. like if you know. can just be open about it, yeah, it's like just let people yeah. in on your journey because I find when you come from a very honest place and like authentically, like I'm yeah. trying to get pregnant. If I break down at your party today, like I'm just gonna need a bedroom. Like, is there a room I can go in to like get myself mm-hmm. together? So many people you know are understanding. I had friends that literally were googling how to support a friend Absolutely. during infertility. Ooh, and she was so like, good. does this work for you? Does that work for you? Yeah. And just, yeah, yeah. Like we did one transfer where we decided not to tell anybody because the transfer before that ended in a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those moments where it was like the miscarriage was found via ultrasound. Mm-hmm. So like I had told everybody I'm pregnant. And then you go to your ultrasound, they're like, yeah. blight ovum. It's not, it's not going to be a baby. And so I had everyone texting me, how oh, the ultrasound go? Do you have pictures? Like, ah. and I'm like sitting in the clinic being like, don't cry, don't cry. And it was during mm-hmm. COVID. So was my mm-hmm. husband there? Of course not. Cause he right. wasn't. Alive. Wow. <laughs> so he literally got a speeding ticket racing across town to come to me. And it was just horrible. Like having to tell people like, mm-hmm. just kidding. I'm not getting a niece or you're not getting a grandchild. So, um, the next time we didn't tell anybody mm-hmm. and then it just didn't work. Nothing. It didn't, no positive, no miscarriage. It was just like, so you put one in and nothing happened. And they're like, yeah, that, that happens. So then my husband and I talked about it and we were like, I feel like the hopes and prayers mm-hmm. work, mm-hmm. you know, like, like it now it sucks because now I have to go to people and be like, we did a transfer. Mm-hmm. It didn't work and get support kind of after. So then the second, the, third time we did it we told everyone again and we got all the thoughts and prayers and everyone was just very like yeah. cautious and so when we got the positive we were like cautious and then we got our hcg numbers that were like insane and then i was like oh shit and then we got did you transfer one embryo yeah, yeah. Nope. and then and then we <laughs> okay. transferred two we did one one two which is what they recommend And one was a really bad embryo um, and one was a really good embryo. So we were kind of shocked. Like we knew it was possible because I'm type A. I like measured out the nursery for two cribs. It worked. So I was like, okay, let's do two. (laughs) And then, yeah, it was, and then it was like, again, but still IVF takes the joy. Like you were saying, because what happened Mm -hmm. was like, then it was like, well, it's twins and I can still have vanishing twin syndrome and you can still lose one. And then, so until that 12 week, I was like, I was like so worried about getting to that 12 week and I'm being like, there's only one there now as right. if like, that's still not the best gift ever yeah, to yeah. just get one. I've now tormented yeah. myself with twins. And then after 12 weeks, then you're like, okay, yes, I feel good. 
And then it's the whole, like, I had previa. I had, like, it was like, you know, every symptom you could have. It was just like a rough pregnancy. And then at 31 weeks, I got help syndrome and severe preeclampsia. And I had to deliver my twins at 31 weeks. And then they were in NICU for five. So it's like, it's literally like, I think the best thing that came out of infertility was it sets your expectations like here. Right. Yeah. So when I was in NICU holding my babies, it was like, at least they're here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, everyone's like, oh, I'm so sorry you can't bring them home. I'm like, girl, I'm here. I always joke. Yeah. I'm like, wait till that little, wait till that little yeah. fucker of mine is two. And then they're like, Meh. I'm gonna be like, oh, cry all you want. Like I waited a decade for you. So mama's yeah. going to sit here and wait. <laughs> it's like, I will have the patience. Yeah. Like, I joke. I'm like, You're, yeah. the name is, oh, yeah. the name is oh, going you do. to be patience or like journey. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause Aww, it does. It brings a whole yeah. new perspective on everything in life. Like, yeah. Like it humbles you. It really humbles you. And you just, like you said, like I found one of the hardest things um, when I started going through, when I was trying to make the decision of, is this bad? Cause all of our tests came yeah, back that we too. were fine. So then you're trying to make the decision of, do I yeah. do yeah. IVF? Yeah. And it's like, to me, this is sounds so stupid, but like I couldn't justify spending 20 grand mm-hmm. on a baby because people get it for free all the time. You know, my sister's mm. had four. My other friend says four. She's had two. They've had five. Like, why do I have to pay to have a, something that should be free? That for everyone else, it's free. And I have to pay. And it just, like, it was, I was having a really hard time with it. And then someone told me, they were like, how much did you spend on your wedding? Yeah. And I was like, 20 grand. And they're like, so it's fine to spend that money on a one-day event and not a family? And I was like, yeah. like, wow, I needed that perspective shift because you do get very like entitled and angry and, and like overwhelmed with the sense of like fucking being Mm -hmm. pissed. Totally. That you kind of forget that you're like, it's worth it. It's worth every needle, every prick, every throw up, every hog lash, every tear, when you're on the ground holding yourself crying, like it just, just (laughs) is it worth it? Yeah. Yeah, so Aaron, if you're listening to the audio version, if you're listening to the audio version right now, Aaron is actually holding up, like, when you first got on the call, you were like, look at all these meds I have with me. Like, you're literally amidst a cycle right now. Is that correct? Yeah, I just got the good go-ahead yesterday that my second, so I did one frozen transfer, or sorry, fresh transfer, um, two embryos at the beginning of the year that did not work. And then, um, yeah, I just did a bunch more testing and a quick background. I do have endometriosis and through the first round of, of or my both egg retrievals, they think it could be um, for a quality. So a little bit of background there. Mm-hmm. And then I just did uh, the trio testing, found out I didn't have a good enough bacteria in there. So I got the preparation all ready to go. And then, yeah, my transfer is on sunday with our one and only healthy embryo and we do have uh we do have one mosaic (laughs) embryo from the first round that has 45 percent trisomy 21 which is down syndrome so 45 percent of the cells yeah i don't know if you guys know much about mosaic embryos a little little bit bit. yeah i don't know much it's really interesting i i really like to just uh share a little bit about them so yeah you go in you know, you're so excited to get, I had plentiful. I had 22 eggs retrieved. 
14 fertilized. Wow. We were like, here goes the baseball team. Let's get the minivan. We need a nanny. Like, yeah. so excited. Right. So for for everyone that's listening, you can just, you know, enjoy the ride with me here. Like my husband and I were like, OK, you know what? We've been struggling for all these years. Try to do it naturally. Acupuncture, you name it. Yoga retreats. Oh, you know what? Fine. We're not trying. We're going to Indonesia, Thailand, Hawaii, Italy. We traveled the world. We just kept living life. Then every, you know, three, six months, I'd go back in. Okay, what's wrong with me? Oh, nothing. Okay. Well, we know how to have sex. It's not working. So we did a couple IUIs. We did a couple rounds of Letrozole, which are, you know, much more affordable and easier on the body than than IVF. And then it was like, okay. And I was like, I'm never doing it. I'm never having a test tube, baby. Oh, dear God. Nope, nope, nope. This is not me. I said the same thing. So did I. Yeah. And like, that's. (laughs) fucking weird yeah oh if it's not meant to be it's not going in the movie and you are not going in a roomie (laughs) like I was like no and then it's like oh and then you start then you start talking to people and women like yourself and you're like oh I did this and you're like oh your babies are cute okay I'm doing it so yeah I get back to the beginning of the first round we go last year um I'm just like I'm I'm excited I'm nervous but I'm like duh this is gonna work like it has to mm-hmm. I'm so naive like I'm just like it's 20 grand like come on you guys know what you're doing here make it work yeah 22 eggs 14 mm-hmm. fertilized we get the call on day seven one remaining so we sent it off for testing so I was devastated like wow. I I just like died so you had one that made it to like day Blast five six, or six yeah. you had one left that was the mosaic yeah. wow so wow. we wanted to get them tested, them, I say, because I thought we were going to have so many. And I was like, hey, them. test like 12 of mm-hmm. them or 14 or however many are left. And we'll pick the best one because we're so excited. Mm-hmm. And then we get to day seven mm-hmm. and we're like, you have one. And I was like, I was just like gutted. <sighs> I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. I have one. Like you pulled out 22. Why is there? Okay. So then I'm researching, you know, who, what, where, when, why does this happen? And then we get our results back. Like two weeks later, you know, it gets biopsied and sent off to the States and they call and explain that it's a mosaic embryo. And I'm like, isn't it just good or bad? Like, why does this have to have another layer of complexity? Like, and so Mm -hmm. in the gist of it, um, it has normal and abnormal cells. And the 45% Mm -hmm. of cells that are abnormal have trisomy 21. So down syndrome in the cells However, because it's just a sample of the placenta and not the actual embryo itself, where they took from, I know that the viewers or listeners can't see me, but, you know, they took from like the front of, of the, the cell. Had they had taken from the back, it could have been a different result. So they don't, yeah. yeah and the craziest thing to keep it kind of, easy listening for the people who are like what is an embryo and testing and what is she talking about um the craziest thing is that the embryo (laughs) can self-correct so i can i can transfer my embryo thinking oh god and i i just want to say on a side note um i my education is special needs like i worked in the yeah i worked in with special needs and i have a heart of gold and i am like the last person on the face of the earth that is bothered by, by things that are maybe unusual for people to see on the street. Like, I'm like, Hey, do you need a hand? Like, I'll wipe, I'll wipe your face. Or like, I'm just, yeah. And I just, I always like to say that because I don't want to ever come off as disrespectful when I talk about my embryo that may have down syndrome. Um, 
Mm-hmm. But when you're presented mm-hmm. with that information beforehand, it's a lot different than I think if you're at nine months out came your baby and you go, oh, wow, okay. You know, um, because you're kind of given this weird choice to make. So, yeah. And like I said, yeah. the um, the self-correcting is the most bizarre. Like even still, I'm like, oh, where, what, can you say that again? Can you say that clearly? And I'm yeah. like, what do you mean? And some of the worst embryos yeah. turn into so, babies. Yeah. Like that's, wow. that's the other thing I think people should know is that, like it's so just like they say all pregnancies are different all labors are different like all embryos are different all journeys are different like like you hear these hopeful stories where it's like oh she yeah she had 12 embryos none of them worked and the crappiest one went in and it's a baby now and it's fully healthy you'd never know and like you know you just you there's no rhyme or reason that's why people I hate when people are like I just you know, I feel like it's, it's not natural and that not right. natural way to have a baby. And yeah. I'm like, you can put all yeah. the cells together and like that thing ain't, ain't because there's, there is an aspect yeah. of miracle yeah. in it. Oh, for sure. So like, for sure. You just can't, you can't compare yourself to, you know, this person is perfect eggs or this, you know, like I know people that they got one egg out and that one okay. egg turned and into an embryo. You guys, wow. And then like you yeah. who gets 20, 22, and I don't know, you know about you guys, but like for me, like you just hit the nail on the head and you just reminded me of like this long journey I've been on where no matter whatever happens, no matter every negative test, I never have had a positive test ever. And no matter like every letdown, like, Oh, you know, this result came back and I have to fix this. And I'm sad, 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 sad. I, you know, the saying I'm like smirking, trying not, I'm like, Oh, okay. It is true though. I believe that like our choices and life and the way it's panning out is happening for a reason and so like an embryo to not you know for mm-hmm. example like I'm yeah. doing a transfer in six days and people are like oh what are you doing like are you like are you on the like um Mediterranean diet and are you doing 5,000 supplements a day and I'm like you know what no I'm not right. this time I'm like because <laughs> if I eat McDonald's mm-hmm. french fries yeah. today it is not going to be the reason why my embryo does not stick in my womb on Sunday yeah. yes That's a great point for people to know. I micromanaged my entire second Mm -hmm. year trying with, like, I'm a very healthy person. Like my friends make fun of me all the time. I'm like, oh, my, my like cheats are like their goals. So I went (laughs) extreme. I was like, no drinking, no, like I'm having a Mediterranean diet. Yeah. And then, so, and like (laughs) the last transfer was right before (laughs) our, um, our anniversary. So we were like at dinner and I was like, they sent us over champagne. And I was like, ooh, I shouldn't drink before yeah. transfer. Drink, 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 drink. And like, yeah, I just like, I had, I was so busy that week. So instead of like taking time off and laying in bed, I was like doing things and like, that's the one that worked. But the one yeah. I did every, the, like five, I did yeah. everything right. Yeah. yeah. Nothing? I, like, why I am I like, <laughs> why do I put myself through this? You were more, <laughs> you know, quote, at ease as best as you can be to transfer, but yeah, like people are just, and I don't want to sound like I'm tooting my horn, but people are like, how are you like, I was like, Woo-hoo! we're going on Sunday. Cause they've watched me like do the roller coaster. Yeah. And like, yeah, I did, I did the starts with the egg and the Mediterranean diet, no drugs and no alcohol. And like, you know, I was like, God, like we'd have sex and I'd have like a sh- shower right after. And like, you know, I was just like very strict about all these things. I did that for four months and then my period was three weeks late. And then my, my, the whole thing got canceled. So I was like, you know what? You know what? Uh, 
Wow. I, I did it. <laughs> Look, I did it. Yeah. I know I can do it. And I'm mm-hmm. super healthy too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm not sitting over here eating a bag of potato chips every day, pounding a 26er. And I'm just trying to be happy. And like, mm-hmm. I'm in uh, Canmore right now, like found out yesterday, the transfer Sunday. And I'm here. And my friend was like, what? Don't you think you should be at home? Like grabbing yourself and doing all these things? No. If my husband, mm-hmm. daughter, like I yeah. in the mountains, doing some hiking eating some good food yeah Yeah. like don't lose yourself to infertility because that that's easy to do like I've talked to a couple friends who I I can hear it in their voice they're it's it's taking over their life Mm -hmm. they're making decisions based on you know the journey they're on and it's like you have to stop and be like like where am I in this do I need to go for hike like am I no longer I'm a runner am I not running because I'm scared am I not like like loving yeah. my husband like I will because I'm yeah. shut down and just melting away like you have to catch yourself before it engulfs you like but, it takes but, over. Interrupt, but I think that like for me like it took me it yeah like oh, yeah, there's no me. like oh yeah. oh I see I'm getting I'm, I'm about to go down the rabbit hole like you're in the fucking rabbit hole Ugh. and you need to pull yourself back up because yeah. it's not just like yeah yeah, it's not just about, there's just so many lev- levels and layers of infertility from, you know, you start to, like you mm-hmm. said, like, take friends and people off your social media, and then you see a baby, like, pregnant woman on yeah. the street, and you're like, with all due respect, but I know you women know, you see them, and you're like, yeah, fuck you, like, and you start to get crazy in your head, <laughs> and you're sad, and you're, you walk down a baby aisle in a big department store, and you're like, ah, and it just, yeah. yeah. You walk in a room in your house that you're picturing being the nursery for years after year, and you're going, should I just put the curb in there? Maybe it'll just make it happen. And you're buying little things at the store, and you're putting mm-hmm. it in little chests under your bed, and you don't want anybody to know you do it because that's weird. But like, literally, probably yeah. <laughs> all done the weird ass shit that we do when you hit rock bottom and you're just like, you're stuck going, oh, yeah. huh? I just like, I just want to be a mom. Like, <laughs> Well, and you yeah. do, and you don't know when it's gonna hit you. Like I don't know about you two, but like for me, I'd be like, I like I got this. I'm a warrior. Like uh, like did did did, and then like the next day, you're like like I remember being crawled oh, up yeah. into a ball, sobbing to the point of my husband coming upstairs and being like, "What happened?" And I'm like, <gasps> like I can't yeah. breathe. Like panic attack. Like like out of nowhere. Like you, you know, you know it. You're gonna melt down when you get your period. It's you know, or at least you totally. Know. Yeah. And he tells you that's right? coming and you're like, no, it's not. And then you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just adds that sometimes they just come out yeah. like untriggered. Like they just, it just, it breaks you. And then other times, yeah, you're doing great. And it's just kind of, it's the roller coaster. It's just kind of accepting yeah. that like this too shall pass. Like the highs will pass, the lows will yeah. pass. Like mm-hmm. just ride the wave because the next well, one's one thing coming I in. say for the yeah. listeners that you know, if you haven't experienced it, what really was so profound and having a chat with a friend of mine, uh, probably last year, maybe a couple of years ago, we did an Instagram live and, um, she said, we're grieving every month. And I was like, Oh yeah. And it, you know, grief, grief mm-hmm. is a, is a punchy, hard, harsh word, but it's true. When you it's true. It, like, mm-hmm. It's true. For I the agree. listeners, maybe it's too much. But when you like see blood in your underwear and like you're like, oh, 
damn it. Or it's the, please be implantation. Like, right? Because you see blood and it could still be hopeful and then it can be, Yeah, and then you, and it hits you. And like, I don't know about about you guys, but like, yeah, it would be that first day where I'd be like, oh, okay. And then the next day, like, really bad. Because I'm like, fuck. Like, oh, come on. Like, you know, you're timing everything and you're you're just, and you're just Mm -hmm. like, there's no answers. But, you know, maybe at one point and then when you do get the answers, you try to fix them. And, yeah, just that every month of a reminder of being a woman and what our bodies are, quote, meant to do. Yeah, meant it's to not. Do. Yeah, <laughs> it's the worst. I hate yeah. when people it's like yeah. your body was made for this. It's like you need to stop. Look, that. bitch. Like right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like maybe your body was made for this. <laughs> My body uh, is being trained like it's going to the Olympics. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> to be so hyper aware of each little thing. Like you said, I think like for me earlier on getting, I had been pregnant a couple times in my younger years and I had had abortions, which was something that I had really had to face when we started this mm-hmm. fertility journey. Cause I'm looking back going, Oh yeah. my God, you know, I actually had those experiences and chose out. And, and that was a really big part of my process as well. And then it was like, almost like I became hyper aware of everything. So from the details from the doctors or what Mm -hmm. they didn't say, or what they did say, or when Mm -hmm. they were, you know, like it just became so hyper aware. And there was, there was this woman that I follow. I don't know if you're familiar with her. Her name's Philippa Jackson, I think. Philippa. No. She's on social media and I have been following her a bit because she had experienced infertility and she just recently had her second child and she was saying that infertility never really leaves you. It's like even when you're pregnant, you're still mm-hmm. you're still in the trauma and the experience of infertility. And like you were saying, Dallas, it's like even until that 12 week mark, you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, mm-hmm. you know, like not wanting to breathe too heavy in case something happens. It's like, we don't just, when we get pregnant, suddenly it's like the experience is healed and washed away. I, I really feel like it stays yeah. with us and, you know, it, it becomes a part of really our experience in our life. That's one thing I've told a lot of women that are mm-hmm. going through infertility and worrying about miscarriages and, and everything. And, one of the things that really grounded me, and this might come off morbid because I am kind of a little bit of a weirdo, but it really helped me. <laughs> so, so if it helps someone else, it's great. But for me, it's like I came to the realization that like, okay, so yes, you get pregnant. It's a miscarriage. You lose that baby. You can lose that baby in that 12-week window, which is like the you know quote-unquote normal miscarriage window. 14 mm-hmm. weeks, you can lose it. 20 weeks. I had a friend who lost her baby on her due week, like no unexplained. Um, I know people that have lost uh, children to SIDS. You know, you can walk across the street or a parking lot and get hit by a car. Like the worry never will, you never are like, now I can sit back and relax. Yes. If you're trying to have a baby, that baby can go at any time. Like I have one friend who went through infertility and lost her, her child at yeah. age 20, yeah. you wow. know, like, like spent seven years trying to get, and then at age 20, it was yeah. a freak accident. Like life yeah. is not guaranteed. So yeah. celebrate mm-hmm. every yeah. win. That first pregnancy you get, Aaron, that's a win. Yeah. Whatever happens at that is a 
oh, yeah. celebrate. If you if you get to twelve weeks, you celebrate. I, if you get to labor, get one celebrate. Sign and it's a negative the next. And I I knew it was gonna get to that when I was saying like I know what you're gonna say because I I've said that. Some people are like, oh no, like trust me, you don't want a miscarriage. I'm like, well actually, I'm not saying I want one, but I'm saying that if I had a miscarriage, it would mean I'm further further ahead than I am right now. Right. That's ex- when I had right. my miscarriage after I had broken down and was a pile of goo and I brought myself back up to being yeah. human again. I was like, that was the furthest yeah, I've close. ever gotten. Mm, it's it's yeah, literally nice. like getting like you might have fallen back down to the base camp, but I have never yeah, gotten that totally. close before. Yeah. So I was like, okay, my body can get pregnant. That's a win. So then yeah, I celebrated. Absolutely. No, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I just so appreciate you both sharing your journeys like this. It's 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 really cool for me for like some context here. I actually was starting my first cycle of IVF last month. Oh, wow. So we've been doing all kinds of different fertility yeah. treatments and IUIs yeah. and all the, the shebangs. And we had to cancel it because I had a really strong oh. reaction to the medication. Oh, oh no. I yeah. know. I know. And so it was a total fuck around. And so I was grieving not only that we had to stop the cycle, but then I was like, oh my God, am I going to be able to do this again? Am I going to be able to do I like I was going through it all now that I'm outside of the kind of hormone storm that I was in. Yeah, I feel a lot better and more clear about it. And we're we're approaching it again this coming month. But it's interesting just you know, we're all at different places. And I think when we're talking about infertility, like, I think even if you're listening to this, and you've never experienced before, you know, it's kind of like, we're all at different places. So even maybe what your friend might feel like they want to hear might be different for someone else, too. So what do you feel like really helped you like I, I Dallas, you kind of touched on this earlier, like kind of friends checking in with you. But what do you feel like? How did you kind of set that tone with people in your life around what you needed or what didn't really land well for you? I communicated it like I'm a very vocal person. So I flat out would tell people either that works for me or that doesn't work for me. So Mm -hmm. like my older sister was who has four kids. She was super supportive. Like she was my cheerleader. So she would say things like, I want to call you after your ultrasound, but I also don't want to be pushy. I want to call you after like see what your follicle count are. And I want to call you with all because there's just so many appointments. And, um, I would say to her, okay, well, let me call you for this one. Or yeah, definitely check in. Like I might forget to tell you. So check in. Um, like for her, I would literally would be like, you will never like call too much. Um, Mm -hmm. there, I would just, I would communicate verbally. Like I would just say like a couple Mm -hmm. of my friends, like, can you make sure you check in on me? I'm going to be taking like, this Mm -hmm. is the two week wait. Like check on, text me, let's hang out, get me on, get me on my head, get me on my house. Like, like Mm -hmm. I would kind of, purposely know where I needed it so I would set it myself nice yeah yeah really same for me as well setting those boundaries um I I do share my fertility journey on my business page online so the whole planet can check it on out if they're interested um so a lot of my (laughs) friends and family know on a day-to-day or whenever I choose to share kind of what's going on um and just setting those boundaries And it's really hard to set boundaries, I find, with um, going through infertility because you're changing and your hormones are different. And one day you want to see a picture of your friend's daughter because you're really genuinely happy for your friend and that child and and their matching outfit. You're like, oh, that's cute. And then the next day Mm -hmm. it could be the literally the total opposite. And you're like, bitch, 
why are you right. sending me that? You know, and you're like, and I know. Yep. <laughs> totally. It's like, you're like, oh, they're purposely doing it to hurt me. And like, they sent me the Easter egg hunt of their baby. And like, I just, oh, and they're like, okay. So yeah, just setting those boundaries in a loving way and just saying, you know, I, I love you and I'll be, I'll be back later to support you mm-hmm. on your journey in motherhood. Um, because right now yeah. I can't and you've got all sorts of friends and that's my thing I always mm-hmm. go back to is like the mom community is just as beautiful as this wanting to be a mom yeah. community so um I never feel like ooh mm-hmm. but I'm you know she needs me it's like ah they're fine they've got other moms to talk about build yeah. you <laughs> well and like the people that understand yeah. understand and mm-hmm. I find the people yeah. that don't I kind of put it to like like bless them that yeah. they don't understand because yeah. they didn't have to go through this. Right. So it's kind of like, like I'll explain it to them. Like there's some people where well, I'll be like, I'm just not okay to go to this party. And they're like, you have to pull it together for no. them. And I'm like, yeah. I respect that. Yeah. That's how you feel. Like I respect yeah. that you have yeah. that in you. Like I remember I had, I had to go to um, a gender reveal for one of my mm-hmm. really good friends. And because I'm open, everyone at the party yeah. knew what I, yeah. I was going through so I chose to like, I was like, Hey, I'm going to go. Cause I yeah. do want, I don't yeah. want to miss this. Like I, I, I want to be there for this. So I went and I was standing kind of in the corner of the kitchen. So it was kind of like, I'm not in the center of the room, like kind of trying to be a fly on the wall. And I probably had like five people come up to me. They're like, this must be so hard for you. And I'm like, they are saying this because they love me. Yeah. They're saying this because they love me. And they're just checking in on me. I had one friend when I got home send me a text message was like, girl, I'm so proud of you. I watched you the whole night and I wanted to come over and hug you, but I knew that would have been inappropriate. So I just wanted to text you now that you're home, that I saw you, I see you, and I love you. Ooh. And I was like, girl, like, th- like can, you, can you put that somewhere so that everyone knows that there's a way to support someone that isn't like coming up to them and trying to get them to cry? Because you're like no, I'm great. Like, (laughs) joke, like, woo, distraction technique. And then I did have to go into the bedroom once. And like, and again, I told the hostess, I was like, I need, do you mind if I use you? And she said, yes, if you need it. I said, thank you. So there was at one point I went in there, like got myself together. You know, you say the horrible things that you need to say to just like, yeah, vent and get it out. Fuck everybody. And fuck this. And like, you just rage. And then you're like, okay. And then you get Mm. back into the love and then you go back out there and you and you, and you just respect that usually it's coming from a, someone else. It's like, mm-hmm. that's their journey. I'm on mine. Yeah. So being okay with hateful or wrongful comments that you wouldn't say to anybody, just being like, that's their journey. Mm-hmm. I'm going to release mm-hmm. that. And then kind of like focus on, okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, I love what your what your friend texted you. What a special moment, right? It meant the world to me to to be able to be supported in the like in the quiet of yes, my own home. Yes, I like, love that because it is it it like you do want to go up to people. Like I I was at a party, um, and my it was like an acquaintance of mine who was at the party too, and she was the one that had um, lost her baby on her <sighs> due week. And so, of course, I knew, like, every, like everyone finds out everything. So she was there. And so, you know, she, we're partying someone's anniversary and we're all having a great time. We're all dancing. And she came up to me and we were chatting away and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, so I know you know. Mm. 
And I was like, yeah, like I, I, I know. And she's like, do you know how I know? And I was like, why? She's like, you haven't asked me how my baby is. Cause everyone that knows I was pregnant would be like, how's your baby girl? And they, she knew they didn't know that she had like yeah. lost her. And then there was the people that would come up to her and be like, I like, I can't believe what happened to you. Da, da, da. And I said, honestly, I said, balls in your court. I can't even begin to put my foot in your shoe mm-hmm. to imagine what you are going through. So if you want to talk about it, you know, I'm here. But I was like, I didn't find this party the right way to begin the conversation. And then she said, I was waiting for you to say something to me because I wanted to say something to you. And I was like, what do you want to say to me? And she said, I just can't believe that you're still trying. Like, she's like, at least I got pregnant on my first try. Like, here you are two years into it and you still don't have a baby and my heart's just breaking for Mm. you. And I was like, how could you, who have just gone through what you've gone through, be so respectful and empathetic to my situation? Because here I am being like, I can't imagine what's going through with you. Mm. And it was just this like really nice moment at the side of a party where both of us were kind of like, we're not mm. okay. Let's just acknowledge it and get back on the dance floor and just kind of have some fun. Nice. And it was, and that was it. And you know, she actually now has a beautiful baby, two Aww. girls. So, you know, there's, there's good things too, but it, it is interesting how the con- honest, genuine conversations are are great but if you're going up someone to like you know stir the pot or get some juicy gossip like yeah check where check where your intentions are coming Mm. from before approaching a sensitive infertility trying to that's such a good point mom who's on yeah i I really like what you said Yeah. Like I think sometimes when we don't understand and we can tell that someone's going through something really big, I get the temptation to try to engage them to talk about it and get the dirt and understand. But yeah, I feel like what you said there, like really just even maybe messaging them after or checking in after when you're not in this social environment, because you're right, it can be really triggering and kind of like putting someone on the spot in a moment where they're like, already trying to hold themselves together and like keep everything on lock and then you know to bring that up and especially if that's not a journey that maybe you personally have gone through it's kind of like it's a little more difficult I find there's kind of like a a learning curve of like me I've noticed a few people in my life who haven't really experienced infertility they kind of want me to explain the process to them. And I'm like, I don't have the energy. I'm already facing the reality yeah. of this myself. <laughs> like, yeah. please go research <laughs> that on your own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to mm-hmm. be the one to educate you about that, you know? And so, yeah, I really, yeah. I really enjoy what you said about that. I'm curious, like, and Aaron, like, as you move through this transfer, like, if you do get pregnant, I'm mm-hmm. really hopeful that you will this mm-hmm. time. Um, that, Thanks. like... Almost, I'm curious, Dallas, too, like when you were like, I know I personally, when I do a pregnancy announcement or something, that I would be a lot more sensitive to how I was sort of delivering it. And I'm curious oh, how that is. I didn't announce mine till I think I was like 20. Oh, damn. I, I was like 25 weeks, 24 weeks pregnant when I finally was like, I, I should probably say something. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I just... I was just too scared. Like it was like a jinx. Like I was just not ready to post. So finally I did. I posted it. And then, um, like I said, I 
had to have an emergency C-section at 31 weeks. So I was like, I'm pregnant. Yeah. Here's my babies. <laughs> and it was just kind of like, like, it was just, it was nuts. So, like, I, again, like, that's when I chose to, um, uh, I guess, come out of the closet mm. of mm. infertility. Like, it was the first time that I spoke openly. On social media, yeah. spoke about being, so I kind of, like, had the picture and I was like, you know, one pink, one blue bunny and, you know, expecting whatever. And then in the caption, I was kind of like, just mm -hmm. so you know, this is, don't, this is not a perfect, oh, Dallas gets everything she wants. Oh, you know, doubt like Dallas with her perfect life. This has come with like blood, mm -hmm. sweat, tears. Okay. And I make this announcement, um, you know, from, from a loving place. But if you have any questions, mm -hmm. nice. DM mm -hmm. me. If you need to talk to anyone, mm -hmm. I'm here. Like I, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite of you where I'm like, I want to, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so someone will yeah. be like, yeah. so what's the difference of this? And like, I've, I've like so many strangers, like my, my clients, my friends will send out my number to strangers mm. and they'll be like, I have a question. I heard you're like, I can talk to you. I'm Aww, like, yeah, what do you bless want? You. Like, <laughs> I, I love educating. Like, cause I just, you absorb, I don't know about you, but I yeah. over researched everything. Like you don't learn Dick squat no. about the, the more, human the more, body the more you in school. Learn about the infertility, the less you know. Was my favorite saying because I'm like, well, what? Not gonna research like, this. I do want to answer your question, Stacey, about well, the announcement thing because I'm oh, burning yeah. inside. Yeah, well, physically and physically, physically and <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> hot. Um, but I, it's a funny question because I, I sit often with that myself, and I'm like, well, what's mm -hmm. my story? I've always been a share like yourself, Dallas, and just I'm out there and I'm, and there's, if I'm mad, you know it. If I'm sad, you know it. If I'm happy, you know it. I decided to wear my emotions on my sleeve and through this journey and whether or not and how or when I, I do tell people if I do that I'm pregnant, it's like, it's not an easy answer or thing to do because mm -hmm. A, you don't want to hurt the people like Stacy yourself, you know, you're, you're in this stage. So you, I know now I'm like, oh, well, Stacy's like, She's not there yet. So you know that it's going to jab some people in your circle. Mm -hmm. But then you want to give them hope. Yeah. So you want to say like, mm -hmm. heck yeah, it worked. But then you also want to support mm -hmm. the women who have had miscarriages because that is also something that's not really talked about and pretty taboo, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, my husband and I talk about it and I'm like, oh man, like, I'm like, I feel like I would tell people like the fucking day I get the positive. Yep. Because this journey has been nothing short of, you know, it's been so emotional. Then why would I stop there at the like, oh, I'm pregnant. It's not I'm saying I'm pregnant. And I'm going to have a baby in nine months. But if I went through a miscarriage, like I probably yeah. would share that. I absolutely would share that 100% because that is yeah. part of being a mother or attempting to be a mother. And, mm -hmm. you know, kind of going backwards a bit here but um we're already moms before we have those babies and those embryos mm -hmm. we're fighting so hard for our future baby before they're even here like that's not mm -hmm. that's not and with all due respect like moms that just get pregnant people like pregnant naturally they're not fighting they're just like you know they may have waited a month or two and boom bada bing and then nine months they're preparing the nine months but we're talking like hundreds of thousands of dollars and decades and tears and sweat and like you said mm -hmm. just so much prior that you know I always uh I've been coming back to this really cool little analogy that I made up about infertility and 
and the journey to be a to be a mother and it's you've been waiting to get into an amusement park for like okay let's say it happened like right before covid you were going with like all your friends and you were so excited and you booked the tickets and everything and then you're like damn it it's closed and you're like okay well all right i'll wait a bit and then you're like okay i'm at the amusement mm-hmm. park yes things are opened again and we're here and we're mm-hmm. in the lineup, and that's the ride I want to go on. That roller coaster that has like the big loop de loo, and you're like, mm-hmm. "Whoa, I'm so excited! Mm-hmm. I've been looking at it online for years, and I'm I just can't wait." And you're in line, and then the line gets shorter and shorter, and you're in the line, and then you're like on the roller coaster, going, "Ow, oh, whoa, up and down, and up and down, and <laughs> laughing, and getting a little bit scared." And then you're you're like almost at the very end, being the baby, and you can't get off. Like you can't get off the roller coaster until it stops and you unbuckle yourself and you walk your ass back down the line that you came in and you go exit the amusement mm-hmm. park. Like, I feel like we're, we're all like, we're just sitting in this little Dallas here on the other side. Now you're gone. You're out of the amusement park. Amen. <laughs> but, yes. but we're just like, <laughs> no, yeah, we're just like, okay. Like, you know, we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting for that last little hurrah. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, this is a whole other like, talk but yeah you maybe one day you do eventually have to say okay I gotta get off the ride you gotta we gotta push the emergency button here because you don't know the outcome so many people ask me like how do you know when like because I always said I would never do IVF and then I started doing IVFs and they they would say like well how do you know when is your Mm -hmm. limit and I said I'm pretty hopeful that I'll know yeah like I'll just know that this is my limit because like everyone's limit is different And like, I have friends too that are going through second round infertility where it's Mm. like they had a baby the first time and now they're not. Yeah. And like how, like they kind of took just getting pregnant for granted, which sounds crazy. I also have friends where it's like, you know, they were on their second babies when I was still trying for my first and I'm like, get in the back of the line. Like you got one. Totally. You're being selfish. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then one of my friend, one of my friends, we were both struggling together. And so I remember when I started, I was like, please, God, don't let me get pregnant before her. Yeah. And then she got pregnant. I was like, oh, thank God I can get pregnant now. And then she started trying for her second. And I was like, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. You got when yours. It's my happen? turn now. <laughs> right? Like, how are you? I'm still trying for my first. Yeah. You're trying for your second. Yeah. And then I ended up getting twins. And so she's still trying for her second. Interesting. And now yeah. I'm like you know, and now I have two yeah. and she's still trying to get two. And it's just like, we talk all the time about like what a shit show mm-hmm. it is. And you can't like, you, it's unpredictable. Yeah. It, you just kind of got to yeah. live yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I have a question for you. So yeah. you're starting, are you in a, are you on olive or pea serum? I don't want to throw any to shade today yeah. Yeah. Okay. at clinics, yeah. but I did, yeah. I did just change from olive. I, yeah. I think okay. they're an amazing clinic, but I just had a couple yep. experiences that I was like, no. Yep. And yep. I think this is also part of this conversation is like, I'm already kind of hypervigilant. And then you throw yep. an infertility journey in there. I was like just digging my heels in at every moment. I was so aware of every little thing. I like, I can own that it's my own sensitivity. Right. So I decided to get a bit of a fresh start <laughs> at a different clinic. So now we're going to PCRM. And I think I just needed that kind of closing of a chapter. We were going through a lot of these processes at all of through COVID too, which I know you can relate. It's like, it's different, right? Your partner can't be there. It's like, you know, it was really tricky. Mm -hmm. And so 
And, and that's kind of a sidebar too, is like noticing how infertility has impacted my partner as well has been oh. huge. Those yeah. poor men. Right. Let's all just oh. let's just all give them a little pat on the back. Right, like a moment of silence for the men oh. that just like hold yeah. our hands through these, and even though they're also processing their own emotions and their own feelings oh, of yeah. like, yeah. you know, am I doing it right? Is it me? Is it you yeah. know? Like it's fucking brutal. Well, they right. just feel so. I got my husband says he's like I feel oh. useless. Like he's like yeah. especially because I don't know about you guys too, but like when you're trying mm-hmm. cycle after cycle day you know, this day, this day, this day, this day, this day, like he would, he was a part of it. So he's like, put it in our calendar. I want to know. But then like, you know, he would like, if there was anything that came up or like, we couldn't do it, like he'd just feel like a failure. And I'm like, well, no. And he's like, well, this is my one job. Like my one job. This is, I have one job. That's it. Like, because he can't carry yeah. it. He can't take the drugs. There's nothing. He does nothing. Can we all talk about, and then and maybe then, it's just me but and Jay, but can we all talk about how your sex life just goes to absolute shit, too? <laughs> it becomes like, so, like. I need like, so much. I need ugh. you to support me. And you're like, yeah. I'm ovulating now. <laughs> you like, psycho. Yeah. Like, how sexy am I? I'm like, we have to do it right now. And I don't care if we're going to be late. Yeah. And and then it's like, then you're yeah. Like, yeah. I'm leaving yeah. my shirt yeah. on. Yeah. I'm, I'm not taking my shirt off. It's cold. I'm wearing my sweater. <laughs> <laughs> oh i know i, I look back to and i'm just like god i was horrible oh god yeah oh it you, and it's just so it is it's just so so many times i have so many friends are like you have to keep this you know, it's so fun trying. I'm like, bitch calm down yeah i'm like no. are you insane like it's yeah. fun having that's like a yeah. trigger when people say fun that trying. i'm like you've never yeah. tried you no, yeah. never try. Is it fun yeah, trying exactly. to get an A plus on a test, or is it awesome when you get one without studying? Yeah. It's like no, yeah. it's not fun. Yeah, try redoing yeah. your friggin' SATs mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. month and tell me how yeah. fun yeah. it is. No. Fun was oh. when we didn't have to have a calendar out. Yes. Oh, yeah. or just just anything. Like it's just so like, oh, it was like I because my husband's very open to like we talk about yeah. everything, and I remember him saying like, well like other than you, like I kind of don't feel like I can talk yeah. to anyone about it because guys do not like, really? at least we're having these yeah. conversations. Yeah. They're not like, Hey buddy, what's your sperm count? Hey, I took these yeah. pills. They help my morphology. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no way. We're totally. taking those get your, pills. Yeah. They get their wife from? to text me so that I can tell her where he got his yes. pills. And I'm like, why can't you mm-hmm. like you just message each other? Yeah. And they- It's a big thing in the male community. I noticed that too. And I think like with, you know, uh, female partners and stuff like that, I think it's often what I've seen. I mean, obviously this is just my perception, but it's like when there's two females going through something like IVF or going through something like this, it's like they, they can kind of lean on each other in their own female communities totally. and their friends. Cause mm-hmm. women just generally yeah. tend to be more open about things that they're going yeah. through. But I really see it in the men. Like I, I was in a waiting room at all of once and I was looking around and there was a few male partners there and I was so taken back. Like they just looked so sad and so defeated yeah. and they weren't like, yeah. you know, well, how are they supposed to process that? Well, think about it though. I think about this all the time, which is stupid, but like, if you're a female female partner, you can do you can go do a right, sperm right. bank. You can get you can get sperm. You can get pregnant. If you are a male male right. partner, like first of all, adoption is BS in Alberta. It's I don't brutal. know about BC, yeah. but adopt when people say you can just yeah, adopt, like, they can just yeah, adopt yeah. themselves. Well, because it do is Do you re- just yeah, have half a million dollars seriously. for me though too? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thir- yeah one of my team. friends is like thirteen thousand dollars in yeah. the hole. For adoption, she was on the waitlist for four and a half years, still no baby. So, 
Let's just say if anyone brings up adoption, I will lose my mind. It is, it's a great yeah. option if you can get it. But very hard. For sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's hard. Um, but if you're a male, a male, you need to find someone who will carry your baby because in Canada, we can't just rent yes. a uterus yes. like yeah. in the States. Yeah. Like you can't pay someone rent to carry your uterus. baby. Like <laughs> we should start a business. Rent a uterus. For rent. <laughs> But it's like, it, I can't even imagine the struggle male-male yeah. relationships right? go yes. through. Yes. Yeah. The science and is amazing that this exists. It really is that they can do yeah. this. And, you know, I, I have to keep sex, reminding yeah. myself of that. The same sex, mm-hmm. too. I just want to go back because I do have a really good friend of mine. Um, two females. And yes, they could get sperm. But it like was actually surprisingly hard, and like she really? was very open about it. Yep. Um, and then of course COVID hit, so then you know it ended up um, because it's not like I know this. You know, is I always find it so interesting when we would talk about it. But you kind of want to know the background of where that little spermy sperm's coming from, right? And yes. like you want what it looks like. But they've got all these different. Um, avenues of like you know some men don't want to show a picture of what they look like some men don't want to mm-hmm. show their baby picture and like so my friends tell me all this and I go oh my god yeah wow what a journey you you yeah. ladies have too yeah. to you know it's not like you go bibbity yeah. bobbity boo we want to be mm-hmm. two you know lesbian moms and we just need some sperm from a back yeah. alley like they're doing their they want to know they're doing their their research as well so we want good sperm yeah Yeah, i had a friend who did the single mom by choice and she did the sperm bank and i was shocked to have found out that like oh i'm gonna get it wrong she either had to order it from montreal or toronto and there's no sperm bank in like western canada or like like you said it's harder to get it like so she ended up like having to like fly her sperm in and she's had two babies with the same the same um, sperm donor, sperm donor. Oh, cool. so they're like but that was the thing too is she wanted multiple kids so she had to find a multiple donor yeah. and like yeah there's just so many yeah. different yeah. aspects it's just like yeah. it's crazy well i feel Have like you... i feel like if we're talking about loads i feel like we've blown everybody's mind with with just last <laughs> bit of information because these are topics like I would have never in a million years thought yeah. I would even ever be having, let alone mm-hmm. be no. learning and educating myself and others on because that, you know, you're in high school and it's like, don't have sex. You'll get pregnant. You're like, Oh yeah. shit. Okay. Birth yeah. control. Boom. Then you're okay. like, go on birth control for like 15 years. You go off of it and you're like, okay. Like, you know, and then all of a sudden all these little things we're talking about unravel and the more conversations we have with whether it's, yeah, single mom by choice, gay couples, um, ourselves you know with our partners you just learn mm-hmm. that like yeah um life is a miracle yeah like oh, yes. a miracle all life yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. when you know yeah. I remember like the first time I read about the stats on sperm and it's like I never knew that there were millions and millions of sperm in one ejaculation millions. and I was like millions and millions and only one is needed and I was like <laughs> there's one of my favorite videos actually and, it, and it's something I, I send often. It's um, it's on YouTube and I can't remember the exact um, wording, but I always seem to find it. It's about five minutes long and it shows conception, it shows the sperm, but it's really well done, like almost National Geographic done where you're like, ooh, mm, it has nice. that cool, cool accent. So you're like, well, it makes you want to watch it even more. And you're just like, <laughs> I'm just, yeah. just so intrigued, you know, and it talks about, yeah, just the egg and the egg and the sperm and how there's just so much going on in there. And every time I watch it, mm-hmm. Stacey, because I know you're where I'm at on the other side and Dallas, mm-hmm. you're 
on that other side now, um, every time I watch it, like I could watch it a hundred times in a row and 100 times I go, whatever. I mean, it's a miracle. I'm even here. Like, I don't even feel sad for myself because I, I, if anything, I feel so just, I'm in awe that any of us are even on this planet. Let alone. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, Aaron, thank yeah. you so much for yeah. that. And then there's that the labor. Just, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Then you yeah. got to bring the baby Earth side too. It's then, like, yeah. right? Which is like a whole new yeah. massacre. Right. It's just like, yeah. how do we live? Like, thank God for and, that. And yes. yeah, the resiliency of of the whole process of mm-hmm. everything. It's it's just wild. Yeah. yeah. Find that video, and we'll tag it in the yeah. show notes so the listeners can go and check it out too. Yeah. And just really. Well done. Yeah. I just so appreciate you both. This has been such a stunning conversation. I feel like we could do a part two if the audience wants, has more questions or has things that you want to learn more about and stuff, just let us know. And we can always schedule another chat and kind of go deeper with this. I'm curious. I'm sure like, between Dallas and I with the part two, we could probably do like part five million. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, oh what else do you want to know? Part one, yeah. starting yeah. to try. <laughs> ovulation <laughs> test acupuncture yeah. like yeah. oh my god then it's like and then there's the yeah. medical mm-hmm. like what do you call it clomed letrozole undiagnosed infertility that's what yeah I same it's like thanks i'm so glad i tortured myself through all these yes. exams to be unexplained. unexplained like yeah wonderful the interesting thing was i yeah. waited because i thought oh i got pregnant twice as like a, a really young girl i was thinking oh it's going to be really easy for me to get pregnant so oh, me yeah. and my partner were super careful and we were like let's wait you know let's like wait until we're kind of in our 30s mm-hmm. and we're a bit more cozy and whatever and then when we started trying we were like oh shit this isn't going to be as easy as we thought well it's like crazy to think because I like I get that you're like I'm clearly a very fertile woman so I mm-hmm. need to be careful and then you're like okay I'm ready and then life's like yeah. I'm gonna throw just you kidding this curve yeah. <laughs> yeah let's see how you handle yeah. this one <laughs> and I know it's because that's tough I wouldn't wish this journey on anybody but I do feel that I've been landing in this experience recently through a lot of therapy <laughs> and you know healing mm-hmm. is like oh, you know what? I'm actually in some kind of weird way. I'm grateful that I got to experience this. Ask me again in a few months, I might change my mind. But at this point, I'm feeling that there is some gratitude. There's a bit of access to some gratitude because I'm like, you know what? I have so much more empathy for other women that are going through this. And I also feel like my appreciation for life and that miraculous nature is so much more heightened because I'm like, Oh wow, this is not just something we just bat an eye at. And then all of a sudden we have kids like, yeah, no, it's like, I I can tell you right now, like I would be a different parent if I had not had the journey Mm. I had, like when my newborns would be screaming and crying, I'd be like, yeah it's okay I've wanted this cry like on the rocking chair just like I have like dreamed of holding you crying in my arms whereas like I've definitely talked to a lot of new moms that are like overwhelmed and they're like how are you doing this with two like I can't even do this with one I'm like don't compare yourself to me because every like everyone is different and like I just I have a very supportive partner I'll put that right out there we are co-parents like he does equal diapers, equal feeds. He is my equal. We are parents. So like for me to have two, it's it's easier than some people to right. have one because of his right. support and I have family support. So like when those babies would cry, I would just like suck it in. I just, I, 
I loved being able for them Mm -hmm. to need me. And I probably, I am such a control freak type A psycho (laughs) that I, I know that if I didn't go through infertility, I'd be like, go deal with the, like I'm overstimulated. Go deal with those kids. Like I can't, I can't handle it right now. Cause I, I know my personality and I feel like I was given this struggle to help me overcome what would have been hard for me right. as a parent. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely one of those things where it's like, I try to, I have a couple friends that done infertility, like have had infertility and now they have babies and they're just like, like, I feel like such a shitty human that I'm like, like, I hate my baby right now because they're crying and they're screaming and I just can't handle it. And I begged and pleaded. I did everything for this baby and I just, I'm losing my mind. And I'm like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like you, like motherhood is a whole nother dragon you're trying to fight. Like, like you don't worry about hating your baby at a moment when they're being little shit. Yeah. <laughs> like it's okay to want a baby and then get upset with what it comes totally. with. Yeah. Like it's not all like rainbows and sunshines and lollipops. Like that, like don't think I'm saying, please I hope no one out there thinks I'm saying that. Like, like for me, I just like, I I'm lucky that I've had a good experience yeah. postpartum. Um, I had babies that slept babies that ate, even though they were preemies. Like I was very, very lucky. Um, but, and I have a lot of support, but like, there's definitely times when you're just like, like we traveled with them for the first time and it's just like a vacation. Yeah. Is no, like no longer it's a, a little different. So it's, o- it's okay to kind of have those moments where you're like, like I should have yeah, traveled more. Totally. You know, I should have, I should have done this more. It's, it's totally okay to have those moments and like with infertility too like I remember just being like like I was so worried that I was putting all my happiness reliant on a baby that was part of the thing I had to go to therapy for was I was like it's not fair for me to be like you will make me happy you will complete me I need this baby to complete me so I had to do a lot of work when I was struggling with infertility of completing myself and making myself Mm -hmm. happy because it was important to be happy now and not on the contingency right. that your baby's going to yeah. make you happy. Yeah. It's so true. So true. There's so many layers to this whole conversation and experience. It's wild. I mean, and it's so nuanced, you know, mm-hmm. but I feel like we, I feel like we really covered some important pieces in this combo. And I hope that oh, yeah. if someone's listening, that you're on this journey, that you will reach out and share or just connect with one of us or, um, you know, just feel like you're a little less alone in this whole journey. I know that I definitely feel that way the more that I connect with other women who've gone through it or are in it. And, and also for mm-hmm. the women who maybe this hasn't been your experience at all. Like you're like, man, I got pregnant. I just like, yeah. everything was fine, but I want to understand more of what my community is going through or women in my life are going through. And I just really praise you for that. Cause there's, there's so much that I feel like this journey entails for people who go through it. And it's really beautiful for people to want to be able to be more supportive, you know, mm-hmm. it, it is great to be able to like be there yeah. for someone. Yeah, it really is. Right. And I am, I will say I'm a little surprised that none of us even shed a tear. I was totally like, okay, am I going to cry today? <laughs> <laughs> am I going to cry today? I'm definitely the crier. I'm definitely, I would have, I would have definitely cried if we got into some of the yeah. more re- like the actual right. situations because as much as you want to think like here I am a mom like everything's so much better when I tell some of the stories mm-hmm. it's yeah. right back there it's so fresh it right. doesn't leave you like like it's you've been through mm-hmm. a battle 
Like, like I just had their birthday and I realized like I hadn't processed what a traumatic like oh, birth wow, I had, yeah. like, you know, like, because it was like, I was on, su- I'm like a survivor. Right. So like when things were thrown at me, it's like, go, go. And then the year comes and you're just like, oh my God, like you're just right back right. in it. So I, I feel the same way when I tell some of my stories about my journey. It, yeah. It's fresh. It's right there. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. I know Aaron, I think Aaron's Wi-Fi might've kicked her off here, but I feel like there were just so many mic drop moments. Both of you just shared so much. And I just really, you can hear my dog grumbling a little bit in the back. She's like, oh, that's my baby right now. But I just really appreciate you coming on and sharing. And we didn't know each other before this conversation. So it was... No, first... Yeah, first it was really cool talking. just to get to connect with new people in this space. And I just really, I really honor your journey with this. And I really respect you sharing your your story so more women can feel, you know, less alone. Right? I'm glad you're doing it because it's, you know, it's, it's hard to actually put into the work to do podcasts mm-hmm. and to do... The work, because it's great having little yeah. conversations, but to put yourself out there is like a it big is. deal and doing all the work that you do, like we need people doing it. So thank you for getting it going Aww, and doing all the, the back end Thanks. Stuff. Yeah. I feel like podcasting is so much fun. And I, I've noticed actually in research for this one that there weren't a lot of podcasts about infertility. There's, there's a few, you know, there's some, definitely some really cool conversations mm-hmm. that have been had, but I was actually like, oh damn, we have to do this more. So yeah, just yeah, well, if you got if anyone out there has questions, um, you know, as specific or detailed or whatever general questions, you know, let us know because I'm all for answering yeah. questions. We'll definitely put both Dallas and Aaron's uh, Instagram or whatever their their link is that they'd prefer you reaching out onto them in the show notes. So get connected, you know, get in community, share and just like ask questions or share what you received from this conversation. I'd be so curious to hear. And there's no, in my opinion, I don't think there's like stupid questions or even if you're not a woman that's on an infertility journey, but you're, you really received something like we would absolutely love to hear that. So I appreciate you so much. Thanks for coming on the show, Dallas and Aaron, even though you're not here right now, but you can feel my, my <laughs> gratitude and we'll speak to you very soon. 